This is TLDR Podcast, where we talk sports, MLB, NHLs, NBAs, pop culture, and nobody understands Westworld, and more. Top 10 alcoholic beverages. With your hosts, Alex. Yeah, boy. Eric. Yo. James. The San Francisco 49ers, best team in the league. Traded. Right. Oh, sit down, bud. And Tyler. Oh, damn where we do the research and trash-talking for you. What kind of cockamamie bullshit is Adam Silver thinking? <laughs> they're playing super hot right now, and they're... It's they're not finishing. Go. It's the middle of the season. Oh, I understand that, but I'm saying that they're, they're moving towards that. Welcome to TLDR Podcast, presented by Anchor. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of TLDR Podcast. Thank you for tuning back in. It has been a one-week hiatus. Hiatus? Hiatus? I don't know how to say it, but you know what I'm saying. right? Hiatus. Hi. Yeah, there we go. It's been yep. it's been a week because uh, we had to take time off because Trayden was off doing vacationing. While me and Tyler were here ready to work and ready to get the podcast started, it was mm-hmm. Trayden that was like, ah, yeah, guys, I can't do it this week. I'm sorry. Ruined it. He wasn't really that sorry. He was out just drinking and playing golf in the rain. Mm-hmm. Typical t- trade and shit. Anyway, happy belated Merry Christmas. Happy belated happy, Merry Christmas. <laughs> you said that <laughs> and right. Happy New Year, even though that's four days from now. Yeah. Matt, it's not Happy New Year yet. It's a little bit early, but I'm going to say it anyway because that's what you're supposed to say. Welcome to the United States culture. Trading, <laughs> how are you doing, man? How was your Christmas? Um, You know, it's we have so we we the last time we had a podcast was now two weeks and since then i bought a car and then got it totaled Um, within 26 hours within 26 hours so uh luckily i'm not the one at fault so you know fuck the lady that hit me from behind um we're that that process has just been a, a mess but you know at least you know kylie and i walked away alive and thor thor's fine um we are can live to tell the tale we're here I'm happy about that. Um, and I guess we're just going to keep rolling. I'm sorry about last week, guys. I mean, last week was just very busy, um, but we're back. We're back. This is the last one of the, of the, of the 2021 year. So we got to make it a good one. We got to go out strong boys. Yeah. That, that was a uh, kind of depressing for a Merry Christmas. How was your Christmas? Yeah, I got anything positive out of that one. Trayden? Um. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know what? No. Actually, you know what? Yes. To make matters worse, the <laughs> NHL has been off for a week and they might yeah. be off for another fucking week. Yeah. Like, fuck, dude. Yeah. Fuck. We're, trading, we we're supposed to go to a game last week and that got banged. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. Fuck. We'll talk about that later, but fuck, dude. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I got some positive news for you, Trading, and everybody else who is invested in Trading's life. Trading won fantasy football this week, so he's at least going to make $300, or he might make $600 because he's in the final round. You want to know what the best part of this whole fucking thing is? If Tyler made playoffs, he'd be in the finals right now. Yep. Fucking figures, right? <laughs> he had that's the an way, impeccable that's the way two weeks. They that's were the impeccable. I mean, He would have beat anybody. That's fantasy 101 right there. It's like when he stopped caring. <laughs> he started Actually, I, 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 I kept going, you know, I, I go all the way. Why are you that guy? Why are you that guy? Dude, Why are you taking people away? Hey, hey, you to fight fair, to the final whistle, but you keep going until it's over. James, this is, this is a keeper give league, up. man. You don't just give and up. And Tyler's thinking about his keepers. Exactly. Like, okay. Who's shining? Who's not yeah. shining? 
Dude, I, I fight. I'm, dropped, I'm competitive. JK Dobbins after he tore his ACL. So I stole him. So now he's going to be my keeper. That was oh, on you, Tyler. You dropped You got to put him on IR, there. bro. I did. I did put him on IR. Now you, he's on not IR. You, I, I, did, I put him on IR. I did not think he was going to return this season. Number of 20. Well, I but you have him for next season. We're keeping three guys, bro. I've got tons of guys I can keep on my team. I will be fine. But, and you say that now. Next year he's going to go matter. 0 and 16. It doesn't matter because <laughs> no matter who I pick for running back, they're going to suck. It just doesn't matter. So I don't need to worry it's about because they dropped JK Dobbins. Already know they're going to be shitty. Exactly. If if but I, if I would have kept him, he would have been out next year too. But he'll probably be on your team next year and be like the number one fantasy quarterback or uh, running back next year. That's probably, that's probably I think your biggest problem is the fact that you don't know what a running back is. You think wide receivers are running backs and also quarterbacks. That is true. <laughs> I definitely I, de- I definitely need to figure that out first. Yeah, fantasy football one hundred and one. Running back is a running back. <laughs> the dude <laughs> anyway. that runs the ball. Runs with also them. quarterbacks and wide receivers and tight ends run the ball. So wrong. Well, also fullbacks. Don't forget about that. Well, well, anyway, Tyler, <laughs> Merry Christmas. How was your Christmas? <laughs> Thanks, bud. Uh, Christmas was good. Um, another another good one this year. Uh, great time with uh, friends and family from the two families, my girlfriend's family and my family. I don't know if you guys have seen the, the, the movie uh, Four Christmases, but that's essentially what our Christmas Eve and Christmas Day are like. We're basically bouncing from house to house and trying to squeeze in everyone's time to make sure that we, we, hit, we hit everything. So it's a little bit hectic on Christmas Day for, 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 for Jess and I, but we ended up uh, making it on time everywhere and spent some good uh, quality time with friends and family. So it was a good break. Went to four houses. Yeah. So we had, we had Christmas Eve at our mom's, Christmas morning at our dad's, Christmas afternoon at her grandma's, and then Christmas evening with my family. Holy so, shit. Yeah. It's a we, lot of food. Uh, we went through four <laughs> counties. We, we drove through four counties in one day. Lots of food, but lots of good times. Wait. So, yeah. Oh, okay. San Diego, LA, uh, Orange County, and Ventura County. Ventura County, there it is. Got it. Did you also dance in Nutcracker this year? I did dance in Nutcracker this year. Um, that's becoming a, a new tradition. No, I was I was a star, dude. I was I I had more stage time than my girlfriend, who is a who graduated. He was the Nutcracker, bro. <laughs> I, I wasn't the Nutcracker, but you know, I was I was in a, I was a pivotal role in making sure that the Nutcracker were you the nut? Did its job. <laughs> yeah, I was the nut. Left nut. Left nut. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I'm glad you had fun being your left nut, Tyler. Yeah, great. great and got, getting your nuts cracked mm-hmm. by your girlfriend. Wow. Oh man, you, you're the that. one taking it off the rails now, James. It's not even us now. <laughs> it's, I, yeah, this yeah, is gonna I, be a short episode of everybody. So like, I'm gonna just this. mess with this. <laughs> Hi, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get back on here. We're going to start with me this time, even though I'm hosting, because we're going to talk NFL. We're going to talk NFL playoff picture and our predictions. So the way I have it set up this this uh, this segment, we're going to go through the NFC and the AFC. We'll go through who we decided to be one through seven, a.k.a. the division leaders in the three wildcard spots, and then who's going to win from that division to go to the Super Bowl. I think we're going to start with the NFC this time. So Tyler, give me your one through seven and why you decided it for it to be that way. Okay, so just be sure we're going like seed one through seed seven, correct? Not the correct. Division. Okay. All right. So um, for my number one seed in the NFC, I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. Um, Aaron okay. Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers doing it again. You know, I mean, he's 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 killing it. Uh, they're pretty much running away with that North Division. Um, I, I I see the Packers being being the, the top dog there. Um, number two, they got the uh, Buccaneers uh, coming in real close. I think it's going to be a pretty a pretty close battle with, with those two. Um, but same thing. Tom Brady doing his thing in, in Tampa Bay uh, should be should be pretty easy there. 
Uh, three, unfortunately, have the Dallas Cowboys. They're looking. Why do we have guys. the same one so far? I was going to just destroy your ranking uh, system, see, but wow, know, I'm, I'm it's kind of on point. All right, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Dallas Cowboys. That defense I have in my fantasy team and the in our league, you know, and it doesn't matter because I'm losing. But dude, they've been, <laughs> they've been absolutely destroying their defense, which I think for the first time in a while is like one of the top defenses in the league. Ollie disagrees with me because he's an Eagles fan like me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number four i have this is the, the big one this is the big yeah, one this is where things i think are gonna get a little dicey here all right number four i got the la rams nope yep. okay okay so i agree with you i agree with the you. last three weeks the rams have been going like this the cardinals have been going like this they're going in two opposite directions and that's where you want to be as far as the rams go going into going to the playoffs i think the rams schedule favors them these these last couple weeks um they're already a, a game ahead in the standings I think the Rams take that uh, four spot. Okay, trade, trade. Why? Who do you have it for? The Arizona Cardinals. So you think the Cardinals are going to win both against Dallas and against Seattle? Yeah, that's. I, I I have a lot more faith in them that way than the the Rams. To me, are just are just I don't know. Like, yeah, the the, the last three weeks for the Rams have been fine, have great. been great, but I just there's something about them. I just I I just don't trust them there. You and really think the Cardinals Baltimore, are going to be Dallas. hungry for a win? And then James, you're going to tell me that the game we're going to be at, the Rams are going to win that game? Ain't no fucking way. No, they're not going to win that game. Ain't but the Rams no are still going to they're going to go one and one and be twelve and five, which is still better than eleven and six. And I think the Cardinals are going to lose against Dallas and win against Seattle. So, See, gonna so go it really, it really gonna, is going to come down the, to the. You, can't, you the, can't expect the Cardinals to take that spot with the Rams ahead by one game. I mean the. I think the Rams have. I'm pretty sure the Cardinals have the have the matchup. So right, so all all that Arizona has to win out, and the Rams are going to lose Week 18. So there you go. And you know it's going to come down to that Dallas Cowboy game. I know the Cowboys looked good last uh, last week, but they 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 did look great. The Cardinals have not looked good. That is true. They lost to the Lions. Yeah, they did lose to the Lions. (laughs) So the Lions. I mean, the Cardinals, like Tyler had said, Cardinals going down. Rams going up. Like that's how it's working right now. That's the NFC West for you. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't know. <laughs> I like to be different. I, 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 I like Kyler Murray a lot. I think that, I think that he's going to, he's going to rally the troops. That, that game, that, I mean, it really comes down to that game. So next week is huge. Um, I, I just think that the Cardinals are going to dig deep, find a way to win against Dallas. The thing is you're going to Dallas. So that, that, that you have your you that's what's against you but again the rams are going to baltimore although they have to lose that game if they lose that game difference then then i mean you're you're all your guys are going to think much differently about the standings right i just i don't think the rams will lose against the ravens because lamar jackson still might be out and tyler huntley still might be out so you're left with the third string quarterback okay i i guess i guess i'm i'm banking on the fact that this is the this is the most parody we've ever seen in the league. We're seeing teams, we're seeing crazy upsets. We're seeing teams. I mean, we saw the Houston Texans upset the Chargers, um, which is the most recent of many um, upsets that we've seen. We saw the we saw the Lions upset the the Cardinals. I mean, it it happens. Who's to say that the the Ravens can't rally and, and upset the Rams and make the Rams feel a lot less confident going into going into playoffs? I mean. I, it's it, we've seen so many upsets this year. There's so much parity in the league, more than I've ever seen. I mean, I, I hope that everybody agrees with that, and that's why we've we are going to talk about that in the AFC. I mean, it's talk about parity. So who's to say that the Rams can't lose this week and then Arizona's wins out? 
fucking knows. Okay. That's a very like even keel standpoint. I like I don't like that as much. But to recap, here is Tyler Division winners: Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Bucks, Dallas Cowboys, and LA Rams. Now, Tyler, give me your wild card spots. Start with number okay. five. The number five. I uh, got the team that we've been just talking about, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think they'll definitely be the best of the wild card bunch. They're gonna just miss that uh, division win uh, from the Rams, but they will be the top wild card seed. And number six, Philadelphia Eagles, baby. They've been looking good, man. I think they've got a pretty decently easy schedule. Obviously, they got the Cowboys at the end there, but that's a game they're much more prepared for than they were way earlier. They got blown out by them in week like three or four, but it's it's a this is a completely different Eagles team. Uh, they're they're playing Washington next next week. They should win that game. Uh, Washington has not looked that great. Now there's a lot of things that can go wrong there. Obviously, you know the Eagles are not by any means the tops the top dog in that in in, the, in, in this conference, but I think they've been playing very well. I think Jalen Hurts has really figured it out. He's he's and he's and he's still improving. Like he's still not. I don't think he's reached his full potential yet. I think this Eagles team as a whole has not reached their full potential. But they're but 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 they got a winning record uh, heading into the, the last two weeks of the year. And as we speak right now, they have a playoff spot. So um, I think. Okay, it, let me just uh, clarify real faster. So you expect the Eagles to win against Washington and win against the Cowboys to take the sixth seed? Is that correct? I do. So I you're think, saying that I think, the Cowboys are going to lose. I think Dallas is going to sit. I think Dallas yeah, is going to sit a lot. But then the they would go to the four seed, not the three seed. Dallas would. Dallas would go to right, four. Well, not I didn't think so about it. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You're t- you're also telling us that Philadelphia is going to. You're you're telling us that Philadelphia is going to play well against the Cowboys, but the Cowboys are going to are going to stomp the Cardinals. It's like, dude, yeah. you can't have it both ways. Make up your mind. No, I can't because the the Dallas Cowboys are going to go full <laughs> tilt against the Cardinals. But on, on the last week of the season, heading in heading in, in, in the playoffs, I don't think they're going to start everyone. You see that all the time. That, that's fair. That's so fair. I think it's home field advantage. If you get the three seed, you got home field I don't advantage. Think, I don't think they're going to be in a spot where they might. That's going to matter a whole lot. Well, it will. The, the Rams are right on their heels. So I don't, you're yeah, the I don't Rams think, are going to win. I don't think they're – are they going to – I mean, okay, obviously it depends on what happens next week. But, I mean, if, if they're in a position to get a one or two seed – then yeah, they'll 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 go full goal. But if that's not possible, they're going to sit everyone because at three or four, it doesn't really matter. I well, mean, I mean it, it can, but like ultimately, like what are you gonna are you gonna matters. fight? Are you gonna fight for a three or four, or are you gonna make sure all you guys are healthy going into the first round of, of the playoffs? I feel like teams tend to go, reach more towards health than they care about one one uh, position in the rankings. Do, do we know? Do wrong. we know the the matchup situations between Dallas? LA and Tampa because they're all the same. So any of those teams could technically take the second spot unless there's yeah. unless I don't know the matchups though. Okay, so the Dallas Cowboys have lost the tiebreaker to the Bucks. So the Bucks is going to Bucks are going to be the two seed no matter what there. Okay, okay. So Green Bay is going to be number one no matter what. The Bucks are going to be two seed no matter what. Now it's a race between the three and four. And if Tyler is saying that the Cowboys are going to win, win one lose one, the Rams move to the three seed. The Cowboys move to the four seed. Did ta- Did Tampa beat LA too? No, LA beat Tampa. No, but they would have different records because Tampa would be 13 and, four, 13 and 4, while the Rams would be 12 and 5. Oh, I, I, I see, I see, I see. Okay, okay. But right. I don't agree with the Philadelphia Eagles being the sixth seed. They're too far gone. I think they're going to they're gonna win one and lose them. They go one and one in the next two weeks. Finish 9 and 8. All right, well, we'll see what happens. But I, I, I like seeing Philly in there. Obviously, it's a little bit of a bias for me, but, you know. Let's let's go Eagles. At the seven, I got your 49ers, Jerry James. Um, I think we're going to see three teams from that NFC West division. 
we we knew we we knew it coming in that this was probably the most competitive best division in the conference and it's turning out that way um i think that the niners will definitely uh get in there with a playoff spot for sure okay uh so give me a recap of your four through or five through seven you had cardinals five five cardinals six eagles seven niners okay and then trading what was your six and seven spot or five six and seven Five, six, and seven. So five would obviously be LA Rams because I have the I have the Cardinals bumping into what would probably be the fourth seed, I guess. Okay. Yeah, because of the way it would work out. Um, oh, I guess I don't know how Dallas would run, run out. Tampa Bay is obviously second. Um, I actually I actually am very comfortable with where San Francisco sits. So San Francisco is not at six. So San Francisco is not falling. Um, they're playing Houston. I know that they looked great against the Chargers, but I'm dude. The San Francisco defense is so much better than than the Chargers, and I have no issues um, with that unless they decide not to call holdings against Nick Bosa like they always fucking do every fucking game. <laughs> um, but that's just that's just biased uh, talking there. And then this last one, I mean, look, n- right now New Orleans is not looking good. I don't think that they'll be tied with uh, with Philly. I again, I don't know the matchups between Philly and New Orleans. I I don't. I don't think any, I mean, I don't see Minnesota fi- finding a way. I don't see Atlanta finding a way and I don't find Washington finding a way, but I'll, I'll tell you this. If, if, if new Orleans can re can rally new, what is, who does new Orleans have next? Um, do we know their schedule? I do not. They were, they were not, they're not going anywhere, man. They're not winning another game this season against the Five Panthers days. and the Falcons with a third string QB. Well then, then I guess you're, I guess right now is where, where the standings are is where where we're gonna sit. We're gonna see if we're gonna see Tyler's Philadelphia Eagles gonna take that seventh spot. Okay, I agree with you there. I went uh, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys, Rams, Cardinals, Niners, and Eagles. We all agree, Tyler, sort of. Kind of the first three for sure. Yeah. <laughs> same um, same teams. There's no there's there's yeah. no switching of teams that make or miss it. Just seating. Absolutely. All right, uh, this is gonna about be fucking batch it. Yeah. How, tell me, Tyler, tell me how you see the playoffs facing or turning out for the NFC. Okay, so can you explain to me how these expanded playoffs work again? Just so I have a recap because I tried looking it up. Uh, <laughs> the number one seed was, is going to have a bye. Right. Seven will play two, six will play three, five will play four. Got it. Okay. So, first round, we got for what basically what, what I'm doing, we got uh, the Packers have the bye, and we, the, well, the two and seven is going to be Buccaneers, Niners. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Buccaneers on that one. Um, but that's, I mean, obviously all these are going to be great games. Um, and then I got Packers and Eagles. Um, wait, no, no, sorry. Cowboys and Eagles, which dude, that'd be a fucking awesome playoff matchup. Um, but I think, yeah, I think the Cowboys will probably win, you know, in the playoffs, they've, you know, home, home, home crowd there. Um, I think that's going to be a great one, but I would probably see the Cowboys taking that one. Um, and then, Rams and Cardinals, another great interdivision matchup. Um, and I'm going to go Rams on that one as well. Um, so no upsets for me. So that's super, super fun. Um, and then, <laughs> so from there, we're going Rams, Rams Packers rematch from a couple of years ago or last year, when, when, whenever that was. Um, dude, fuck. Uh, that's, a, that's a good matchup right there. Um, and then we got Cowboys. It'll be the Bucks and Packers, by the way. Bucks. So the way, one and two. The way it seeds out. Oh, okay. So Buccaneers. the Packers will be at the very top, and it'll go down from there. So Buccaneers and Packers would play each other yeah. in round two. Okay, shit. 
That's going to be an early game I'm as well. super excited for this playoffs. It's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, I, I think I think my initial my initial gut feeling with that is going to be Packers, especially since they're going to be home in Green, Bo- in, uh, Green Bay. Um, so I'm going to go Packers on that one. And then we got Rams-Cowboys, uh, another, another great one. Um, I'm going to be a little biased. I'm going to go Rams on that one. But that should be another great matchup right there. And then we got Rams and Packers. NFC championship. Um, fuck it. Go Rams, dude. Rams. Do you think the Rams are going to make it out of the NFC? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Chayden, what do you think? Um, Who's going to make it out of the NFC in your opinion? Yeah. I, I, that's just a lot of, it's a lot of thinking. I can't even like the way it's all <laughs> set up. It's like ridiculous. Um, I, I, first of all, I don't think that, I don't think that um, Green Bay is going to make it past the NFC championship once again. It's just, it's just like par for the course. This it's like it's like asking the Maple Leafs to get out of the first round. It's like not going to happen. So um, there, he's going to make it to the NFC Championship against yep against Tom Brady, and I think Tom Brady is going to make it through. I don't know that I don't know that the other te- I just don't have enough faith in the other teams. Although I will say this this playoff on this side, it, 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 you know Star I could very well be wrong about Green Bay. I th- maybe maybe they they dust off the uh, the demons and 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 can can dominate um you could see you very well could see the the rams continue their their strong um their strong play of you know i i also like i also like um you know the cardinals and the cowboys i don't really san francisco and philly i'm sorry i just just given the i'm sorry james just given those other just well, those I mean, other teams and, and their and their strength that you know their their ability to compete over this whole season i think that they're just a stronger team uh stronger teams ahead of them and I don't think they're, they're going to find any upsets. You could maybe see San Francisco upset the Cardinals in, in round one. That would be the, maybe the first one. Um, I don't see the Bucks upsetting the upset, upsetting, or I'm sorry, uh, getting upset by Philly. I'm going to say you can't bet against Tom Brady because it's Tampa Bay coming out of the uh, NFC once again. Okay. Just uh, to preface everything, it is Trey Lance time in the Bay Area. So I have no idea how defenses will react to a mobile quarterback coming out of that San Francisco offense. Who knows? That being said, I do have the Packers making it out of the playoffs here and uh, going to the Super Bowl. It's Aaron Rodgers last year in Green Bay. He's going to go with the bang. I think he goes all the way. So, Traden thought Bucks. I thought Packers. And Tyler thought Rams. Three di- very different answers. That's coming out the NFC. Moving on to the AFC here. Traden, I'll start with you this time. Give me your one through four. Oh, fuck. Um, okay, the first one was fucking hard. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Kansas City is gonna come out of the top. Who, who I mean, you, you, it's yeah, I mean, that's duh. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm I, I have to look at all my divisions because everything is so fucked. Um, okay, so you have yeah. <laughs> god damn it, guys. Um, you're Number two, you're probably gonna see. So you got Buffalo, uh, Buffalo versus Atlanta. I mean, I, I think that you're gonna see um, Buffalo take number two. Um, they're gonna oh. win out against Atlanta. They're gonna win out again. I have this little like simulator where I can put in all the team win- and they're playing the Jets week 18. Like, yeah, Buff- that would put Buffalo into the into the second seed. Um, so no issues there. Uh, so you're saying that the Titans are gonna lose both games. Um, so let's see if t- 
even if tight. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, the Titans, will, the Titans will get um, second seed. I'm sorry about that. Um, they'll, they'll get the second. They play the dolphins who I actually think could beat, could upset the Titan, uh, the Titans next week, but then they'll play, then the Titans will play Houston. And as long as they win one game, they're in. Exactly. Um, you'll see, God, this is so fucking hard guys. Um, <laughs> The the, fa- the fact that Cincinnati has to play Kansas City next or this week that 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 doesn't bode too well for them. Um, so I, the third seed will go to Buffalo, um, and actually that could push Cincinnati completely out of the playoffs if they if if the Browns can win, which I think they probably which I think they can. Um, so uh, that's going to push Cincinnati out. You'll see Buffalo hit third, and that mean that means the fourth seed would be um, Baltimore. Oh, what? That's different. All right, Tyler, do you have a give me your one through four? Yeah, so obviously, Chiefs number one. I think everyone can agree with that. Um, number two, I'm going uh, Tennessee. And then number three, I'm going Buffalo. But four, I'm going to go the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that Dude, why am I agreeing with you on every one of these? Dude, because we, because I am the now the new football guy. This is fucking, it's so not, not, the, not the fantasy guy, not the fantasy football guy. But, in a, but I don't know if you guys have noticed, but in our Pickums League that we're in, I'm beating all the TLDR guys with the NFL Pickums. And in the spread one that we're in, I'm beating all the TLDR yeah, guys. Fuck the spread. Spread is stupid. <laughs> but when it comes to just pure matchups, I'm actually pretty good at this for some reason. I don't know why. But Bengals are going to win, and they're the, the division and be the, the four seed. Okay. I like that. I like that more than I like trades. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Holding. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're right. Cincinnati would be fourth with LA if LA beats Baltimore, which I don't think is going to happen. I, that's why I think Baltimore is going to get fourth because what's going to happen, what I said last time or la- about the last one, that's why Baltimore is going to get fourth seed because the Rams are going down this weekend. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Kansas City, number one for everybody. Number two, Tennessee for everybody. Three, Bills for everybody. And number four, Bengals for everybody. So, number one through four, we're all set. That's good, right? No, there. I have Baltimore four. No, he had Baltimore four. Baltimore four. Okay, that's weird. That that's only because that's only because that's that's the only team. <laughs> All right, man. In that division. Well, uh, moving on, Trayden, give me your five through seven, and this is uh, yes, that would put um, Indy in five, New England in six, and my Los Angeles Chargers in seven. All right, well, I got news for you, man. I think the Dolphins are actually going to win out. Wow. I think they're going to win tonight. I think they're going to beat the Saint, the Titans, and I think they're going to beat the Patriots. So wow. that puts them at the number six seed. Wow. So my Patriots. Yeah, my five through six, man. Got Colts. I agree with you there. But then they're going to – it's going to be Dolphins and Patriots. Patriots are going to be number, my number seven seed. They have one win over the Chargers, which beats, puts them at number seven and kicks the Chargers out of the playoffs. Because I think the Dolphins are going to win out. The Dolphins have won six straight. They're going to win nine straight by the time this I actually, begins. I actually do have – okay, so I so the way I have it planned out is I have the Dolphins actually winning ten, – beating Tennessee, which I, I'd agree with you there. But then I think the Patriots will beat the Dolphins in week in week 18, which is the deciding factor, which would cool. push – Put the Patriots in at – six and L.A. in the seventh. Yeah, wow. All right, Tyler, what about you? I actually agree with trading on this one. So our, our five through seven are exactly the same. Um, but, James, I like – your pick there with the dolphins i thought about putting them in there i really did but i just i just think they have uh, a much tougher road to climb and that's why i kind of favored the the patriots and chargers there um but i would love to see the dolphins win nine straight and make the playoffs i think that'd be awesome so if i'm wrong i hope it's for that reason um but yeah i got i, I got colts patriots and chargers for my wild cards all right and then trading tyler who do you have coming out of the afc 
Oh, I really don't want to pick the Chiefs, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> uh, you know who I'm gonna pick, and this is gonna surprise a lot of people. I think on this podcast, I'm gonna go with Indianapolis Colts. Ooh, I think okay. that they have figured something out there, and I talked a lot of shit about Carson Wentz uh, months ago about how he's just not that quarterback. But man, he's looked good, you know, and he's he's made me eat my my words. And even though they're coming in as a wild card spot. I don't know. There, there, there's something brewing in Indy right now that I like. And that AFC, I think, is up for grabs. I think any of those teams that make that uh, playoff spot can win this. Um, it's pretty wide open. Obviously, you have to probably go through Kansas City, but I don't think Kansas City is quite as that juggernaut of a team as they used to be, although they turned it on late, uh, the second half of the season as, as, as well. But I don't know. I just, I just got a good feeling about the uh, Colts. I actually have the uh, Colts and the Chiefs facing off in the AFC Championship game, but I have the Chiefs winning it because the Chiefs can score in a minute. Yeah, the way the Colts have to run the ball to score is going to take them eight. So the quick strike ability that the Chiefs have, I think, give them the edge over the Colts at this point in time. Uh, Chayden, what do you think? Okay, so I I agree with you guys. I, I actually do, through Tyler. I think that I think that Indy can can win in. So very similar to last last season. Um, the Colts were, in my opinion, the best wild card, or I'm sorry, the best seventh, or it might have been sixth or seventh seed in NFL history. Um, and I think the fact that they're just outside of a of a divisional um, spot, I, I think they're in the same. I, I think that they're, I think they'll they'll beat Baltimore, which is how I have it set up. Um, and then I think that they can make it out. However, what who I want to in my heart to come out of the AFC, and it's simply because of where the Super Bowl is and the the whole story, I would love to see the, the LA Chargers find a way to, to get to the Super Bowl at SoFi, mostly because the LA Rams owner paid for that fucking, um, that, that stadium. And basically the Chargers are renting it. And he, how pissed would he be if the first Super Bowl in SoFi did not include the Rams, but include the team that is renting the space the LA Chargers, it'd be fucking hilarious, and it'd be so awesome. I also really like, uh, you know, many players on that team, so that's who I'd love to see um, come out of it. I don't think they can do it, to be honest. I don't even think they can get out of the first game. That said, <laughs> Colts, I think you're going to make it out. I think you can beat Kansas City. Last question. Who wins the Super Bowl? Trading. You know what? I'm going to say Indy. Wow. Okay. Matt is just just got a boner right now because you said that. <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> say Tyler. Hey, let's go Rams, man. Uh, I like the way they look. They had a little bit of a bump in the road there, kind of the middle, middle of the season, but they've start, they, they've figured it out. Aaron Donald's figuring it out. He's looking like a beast, and that's what we need him to be. Hopefully Matt Stafford can keep it up. O, um, OBJ's finally looking like a good addition to that uh, lineup. Cooper Cup's having one of the best seasons ever. Um, Rams, Super Bowl champions. Wow. And now we're at the Packers. So I think Aaron Rodgers is pissed off and wants to win it all to show people he can do it because why not? And that wraps up my NFL playoff prediction segment. I know we're so about two weeks away from playoffs, but it's never too early to start thinking about this stuff because a lot of teams are kind of settling in right now, getting ready to uh, go all the way if they can. These playoffs are going to be gnarly. It's going to be so crazy this year. Tune in to watch. We're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we're going to talk the best sports moments in 2021. Welcome back, everybody. As you know, 
January 1st is right around the corner, so 2021 is coming to an end, and we're going to usher in 2022. But before we do that, and because there's no MLB baseball stuff going on because of the lockout, Tyler's going to talk about the top sports moments of 2021. Tyler, it's all you, man. Yeah, so we always love to do these, you know, kind of recaps of the year. Um, I've been doing top threes lately in some of my segments. I feel like it's just a good number. It's not too long, not too short. It's a good little top three. So we're going to do top three favorite sports moments from 2021. So these are each of ours, our personal favorite top sports moments. Um, and they can be anything, any, any sport, doesn't matter what it is. Um, I was trying to not pick a lot of baseball ones and trying to be more even might end up pretty much all being baseball. So that's just the way it goes because I'm a baseball guy. So they're all baseball, but we'll wow, get to so that boring. later. I know super boring. Sorry about it, but they were my personal yeah. favorite. So we're going to see what everyone else's favorites are. So uh, we're going to same thing. I've done, done it last year. We're going to start with number three. We'll go around work our way up to two and then one. Uh, so trading, what do you got for your number three favorite sports moment of 2021? Yeah. Um, I, I hate, I hate to be this guy. I really do. Oh my God. But, he's that guy. Yeah. Ugh. I'm that guy. You always are. Um, it, it, it's simply because of the age. It's simply because of the story. It's simply because you leave a team and thinking that, you know, you're, you're breaking up a dynasty and all of a sudden you create your own potential dynasty to come. And that would be Tom Brady's uh, seventh um, Super Bowl win um, with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, that did happen in 2022. Um, I know it felt like it was ages ago that we've had like so much. 2022. I'm sorry, 2021. But um, the the way that the way that he led his team to to victory there uh, at the age at the fresh age of 43 was nothing short of amazing. Um, and it just you know, it, it, I think that that part is pretty amazing. What what, the, what I think was pretty amazing about that whole run was the fact that he went through this. He, he had to go through two of the quarterbacks that were his peers since he got really got into the league or maybe just before he got in. Um, he was, I guess, older than the other two. But um, he had to go through Drew Brees, who he's always been compared against and Aaron Rodgers, who, he, who he's always been compared against. And he beat them both in the playoffs, which is very special, I think, in that in that case. And then to take down the defending Super Bowl champ Kansas City Chiefs in a dominant game um, is I, I, I thought that, that was pretty, um, pretty amazing to see when, you know, you have you have people on both sides that say it's 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 Tom. That was all the success. The other side says that um, it was uh, Belichick is all the success. I mean, I'm not saying the Belichick's not a huge part of, you know, the Patriots success now. And in, in the past, because definitely he is he's one of the best coaches um, in NFL history. But it just shows that he didn't just need um Belichick to be to be special he just needed a little bit he just needed a few uh amazing um options to throw the ball to you don't he didn't need to be that mobile and he just continues to win so he does he continues to show he's just he's a winner and he's one of the greatest I know that I know I'm gonna get like hate for that I know I I, I, (laughs) honestly I feel like him winning the Super Bowl with with the Buccaneers this year like finally broke me of like okay I'm finally accepting that you're just a pure winner and there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not, I'm, I just, I just give up hating on Tom Brady because I'm just, it doesn't do any good. So I'm just going to, yeah, it's it's not going to stop him from winning. Instead of hating on it, I'm just going to appreciate it because we'll probably never see anything like this in our lifetime ever again. We might, but for right now, just appreciate the greatness that is Tom Brady. James, what do you got as number three? Uh, Mike Trout hitting a home run. Just one. No, I'm just playing. (laughs) Fortunately, (laughs) I have the same guy as trading, not the same stat. But I'm going to talk Tom Brady here, and I'm going to talk about a 600th touchdown pass because that's never, ever been done before, 
ever. And that's ridiculous. The dude made his own record. I mean, like he had, he obviously has had the highest number of touchdown passes for a while now, but he threw 600 of them. And that in itself is ridiculous. Uh, I don't think anybody else is going to get close to that. Just Tom Brady doing Tom Brady things. And nobody's going to play as long as he does because of his Tom Brady magical juices and diet and is wearing his Ugg boots, kissing his children on the lips. I don't know. Something about Tom Brady makes him last forever and doing his thing. So he's going to throw 600. He threw 600 passes and he keeps climbing. I think the coolest thing about this one is that Mike Evans gave the ball away to a fan <laughs> on accident. And oh, yeah. <laughs> gave it away for nothing close for to what's free. actually valued. Yeah. Yeah. This, okay. So this ball, that ball is valued anywhere between $500,000 to $900,000. Uh, reason being is because the 500 home run balls, then there's been 25, 500 home run balls, 25 of them, and they're valued at about 500000 And the fact that nobody has thrown 600 touchdown passes before overvalue, like pushes the value of that ball to another stratosphere. But what this guy got for it is two signed jerseys and a helmet from Brady, a signed Mike Evans jersey and game cleats, a $1,000 team store credit, and two season passes for this year and next. That is nothing compared to what it's actually worth. This guy got screwed. And even Tom Brady knew it, so he gave him Bitcoin. So Tom Brady's a stand-up dude for doing what he did. Like, good for him, man. Thanks for giving this guy. I know he did that. That's cool. Yeah. Like, thanks for giving this guy some sort of value for something that's worth way more than he actually gave it away for. Uh, but Tom Brady throwing 600, his 600th touchdown pass is uh, one of my top sports moments of 2021. Boom. I did not pick Tom Brady. Again, like I said, um, <laughs> really tried not to pick all baseball, but I just I couldn't help myself. Uh, number three for me is for the first time ever, we got to see a Dodgers-Giants postseason series. I mean, how long have fans on both sides been waiting to see something like that? It finally happened in 2021, and it went the distance. It went all the way to the last game in the ninth inning and the last batter. I mean, obviously the way that with the shitty call at the end, but the fact that it went all that distance and it, there wasn't a blowout game in the last game and it went all the way to the final pitch was pure just awesomeness. And I'm, I'm so happy that we got to witness that even if the Dodgers had lost that series, I would have picked this as my number three, just because that was so special. And that was something that we've been waiting for so long to have. So just that whole series, Dodgers giants uh, in, the, in the postseason is my number three. Um, so let's move it on to number two trade. when do you got us to um, number two, um, I guess uh, lightning can strike twice. Um, and they did um, the Tampa Bay lightning just they repeat they were repeat uh Stanley Cup champions. Um they did win their second cup during that COVID, you know, bubble and then they turned around in a shortened season with the shortest um with the shortest off season came back and um did it again and just completely stomped through the playoffs like it wasn't even it wasn't even close. And the reason that that's so, you know, it's such a big thing is because now there's only two teams that have done that um there's only two teams that have done that in the um, in the salary cap era, and that's the Penguins and the the um, now the Tampa Bay Light, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, the reason that is so impactful is again the, the, the fact that the, there's a salary cap. It really it, it really prevents the ability for dynasties to be made. And while I do understand that there was some you know salary cap things that happened at, at the end of the season it still doesn't change the fact that the that the Tampa Bay Lightning may were so dominant in the regular season without their star player and then he comes in and then he dominates and it's just 
it, it just shows that, you know, they have a great coach there. They have a great management team. And um, this is a team that's built to win. And right now they're, they're, they're looking just as strong as they were last year without Kucherov once again. So, uh, and without a lot of players that they did have last year. So um, this team is, is just amazing. They are becoming a villain in the, in the hockey world. And that is what the NHL needs right now. Mm. I would agree. And, yeah. So yeah. Great, great pick at number two. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were keep talking there. No, no. I cut no. you off. My bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, you, the, the sports world loves winners, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we, we love them to celebrate them and we love to hate them. So Tampa Bay lightning at number two, um, James, what do you got for your number two? Steph Curry breaks record for all time. Three pointers made. That was iconic. I love how they stopped the game after he did that. I love how, the tension and the atmosphere was building the entire game and the game, the games leading up to it because it was all attainable throughout the way for like three or four games. It was attainable for him to just go off and get that record. So there was tension building, there was excitement building and everybody was ready to be there and watch the game and see it all happen. I think the cheapest, the cheapest ticket was maybe like $600 and that was for the nosebleeds to get into that game because it was so iconic. Um, it was really cool to see Ray Allen sitting courtside for that game because Ray Allen held that uh, record before that. And Reggie Miller was calling the game who held that record before Ray Allen held the record. So to see the three guys who had held that record beforehand be there and congratulate him, that was great to me. Like seeing Steph and Ray Allen give each other like a, a bro hug and dap him up after that moment had happened, like warm my heart. Like Ray Allen could be angry that his record was broken, but no, he congratulated the guy and made sure to tell him like, hey, Great job because he followed in his footsteps. And to be honest, Ray Allen laid the blueprint for what Steph needed to do. And Steph just took it to another level. Steph changed the game. The game of basketball is different today because Steph Curry's in it. And that's what he did. It's so iconic and it's so great the way he did it. He's a great guy. This record is going to continue growing because Steph still has years and years and years to play. He's not like this explosive guy like Vince Carter. Like He sits at the three-point line, just jacks him up, then he makes him. He can play well into his 40s. That's that's Steph Curry for you. So this record is not going to be attainable by anybody else. It's going to be Steph Curry's and Steph Curry's alone. You know what also is a factor that makes that so interesting is that he 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 broke it in in New York. And the reason that that, that's so impactful is that back when he was drafted, he was passed over by the New York Knicks. He wanted to play for the New York Knicks his whole life. And the fact that and the fact that he got passed over, I think that 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 caused him to, to have a little bit of a, a, you know, chip on his shoulder and then to go break that record in that state, in that arena. It just is like, it's just like, damn. One Fuck. of the most iconic arenas in the world. It, that too, but Whew. the thing is he could have been, he could have been easily on the other side of that game in, a, in the other Jersey you know, this whole time, if they had picked him and they would, they would have had the, uh, the all time three point um, shooter. So he's, he'll go down as a greatest shooter. In, NF- in NBA history, for sure. Absolutely. Got a, got a theme going for James. He likes, he likes the greatness. He likes the records being broken. That's what, that's what he likes. I, but I love that. Uh, number two for me, uh, the return of fans, like in full capacity oh. at arenas, stadiums around the country, around the world. You know, sports getting its voice back, I think, was a super impactful moment. Something that we definitely took for granted all these years in 2020 taught us how important the fans are to each and every single sport. Um, So for me, seeing the fans back in the crowd for for all sports, 
um, was huge. And I think, you know, even for me, you know, while working with a uh, college baseball, you know, for the first half of the year there, it was silent. And then, you know, finally when something happened in the game and we, and we, you know, heard a few cheers from, from, from the crowd, it was like, Oh shit, I forgot what, how good that feels and how, how much that adds to the atmosphere of sports. So it's, it's so important. So I'm super happy that uh, crowds are back. You know, I went to probably four or five uh, baseball games, you know, trading, we're hopefully going to go to hockey game at some point here, hopefully. Um, I know you guys have been to a bunch of uh, uh, sporting games as well. So I think that that's huge. I think having the fans back uh, was a huge moment for 2021. For sure. Um, all right. The moment you, you've all been waiting for. Number one moment. Trading. what do you got? Yeah. So th- this one is interesting. So this is a dude that has, this is a golf one. Um, this is a dude that has finished inside the top 10 at major tournaments seven times prior to this year. Um, and finally at Augusta national Hideki Matsuyama won the master's tournament, which the reason that is so impactful for, you know, pretty much every, you know, pretty much everyone. is the fact that he's the first Japanese golfer and the first Asian born competitor to win the masters in, in all of history. Um, and the way that the way that his caddy, you know, kind of, um, showed his respect to the, to the course and to, and to what Hideki did was, was very, very special. And it, 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 that is the hardest major to win because you are, you are against the best of the best. That is the, that is the one, that is the tournament where you get the green jacket. That's the tournament that some people who only, who, who appreciate golf, but don't really watch much. That's the tournament they're watching. It's the Super Bowl of, of, uh, of golf. And, to for a player like that who has been so close to the enemies he's he he had the moniker of being the best player to never win a major and there's a lot of players like that that just don't get their ring they're the best players to never win um to to never win a, a championship and he finally broke through at the biggest stage you could and um so congratulations to hideki matsuyama and that was such a special moment this year love it gotta throw some golf in there eric would be very proud uh james what's your number one i'm gonna pick another japanese at just ties to japan here i'm gonna go with shohei being in the home run derby and then pitching in the all-star game the next day that's something that hasn't been done before and he did it kind of well the home run derby (laughs) was (laughs) a little disappointing to say the least because i expected him to hit just bomb after bomb after bomb but apparently according to mr alex martyr that's not how his swing works so didn't happen that way, but he did come in, come out the next day and just absolutely blow people away pitching because he was a starting pitcher for that all-star game. And it's, it's like, it was iconic because he had the entire world watching. You had non-baseball fans sitting there glued to their TV, watching the home run derby, watching the MLB all-star game because Shohei was doing something that's never been seen before in their lifetime. Crazy. And it's not, it's not just like Americans, it's Japanese people too. It, everybody tuned in to watch what he was doing because nobody's done it. And I think that in of itself should be number one because nobody's done that before. Love that. Um, if it was a, if it was a non-biased list, I would pick that probably as my top, but certainly the, the, the top baseball moment. I mean, this was the year of Shohei, Shohei o, 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 Tani. Um, but since this is my personal list, I'm going to go with the boys in blue and I'm going to pick probably the most exciting moment. The, the moment when I was watching the game, and I stood up and lost my shit and everything. It, it was just one of those, it's, you know, there's so much anxiety and build up to it. 
And then when it happens, it's just so memorable. There's like probably, you know, a few of those moments in, in my lifetime that, that I can remember. And it happened. And one of them happened this year. And that was Chris Taylor's walk-off home run in the National League wildcard game. Um, I mean, there's nothing better than hitting a walk-off home run. I mean, especially with the crowd being back, as I mentioned uh, earlier, um, in a winner-take-all game, the bomb in the ninth inning. Um, it was just super special. And I remember that the whole game was really intense because it's just it's, it's one and done. And I was really hoping that we would not have to play that game, but the Giants uh, beat us for that for that uh, spot. And it was really nerve-wracking because the Cardinals were playing very well and they were, they were playing – they were pitching very well. Adam Wainwright pitched a hell of a game. Max Scherzer was kind of eh that whole game. You know, and it was a, it was, and, and it was a battle. It was a, it was a low-scoring game. It could have gone either way. And Chris Taylor, just with one swing of the bat, just absolute jubilation. Um, that was for me, that was for me. Just and just seeing the crowd back and just seeing just all that stuff. I just I I eat that stuff up. I love that stuff. Um, so yeah, for me, it's it's my number one most me- memorable sports moment of 2021 is Chris Taylor's uh, walk off home run. And he's one of the guys that we signed back on our team. So we're super happy to have CT3 back in Dodger Blue. So um that for me is my best moments but guys that's all we got for 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 our picks but let us know what you guys' top threes are there's a ton of them i mean we missed a ton of them so this was, uh, this was a special year it, it was hard so there's a ton of great great uh, great moments we had the olympics this year i don't know if you guys remembered but i almost put some olympic stuff in there but didn't quite uh make make make, make the cut for me so let us know what your top three favorite moments of 2021 are but james that's what i got and that's our my last segment of 2021 oh Happy that was crazy everybody. Happy New Year. Good job, Tyler. I'd be very biased, but good job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that one. A lot of different things from me and Trayton here and not so much from Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> we got to take a quick break. We get to listen to Eric and his monotone voice. Like I say, every podcast. Great ad read by Eric. Uh, when we come back, though, Trayton's going to talk hockey. With health concerns on the rise, it's as important as ever to keep your people safe. Dimer isn't another BS COVID company. They've been developing their tech to kill germs and save lives since 2014. Dimer's original UBC products have won them partnerships with some of the best technology companies in the country and earned them a spot on Time Magazine's Best Inventions of 2020. Dimer started out disinfecting airplanes. Now they're in hospitals, athletic facilities, hotels, classrooms, basically anywhere people might have been sick. When it comes to keeping your players, employees, guests, and customers in your facility safe, trust Dimer. For TLDR listeners, they are offering free disinfection as a service in select areas. So that means they will come disinfect your facility for free. You can take them up on this offer by visiting dimeruv.com and at dimeruv on social media. Use code TLDR for your first disinfection as a service appointment for free. That's Dimer, like diner with an M, as in Mike Trout. Ever heard of him? Kill more germs, prevent more infections, save more lives. D-I-M-E-R-U-V dot com. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, The hockey has not been happening as you've heard in the intro, and that's made Trayton very sad. But we're still gonna talk hockey. We're gonna let, we're pretty much just gonna ask Trayton questions about whatever we think about hockey. And he's begged us and pleaded with us to keep it simple, not try to stump him. But we're gonna try and do that to make it fun for you guys. So listen up, Trayton, it's all you, man. 
All right, yeah. So just to, I, I just want to do a little bit, uh, you know, something a little bit different this week. Um, the reason being, you know, COVID's kind of been such been a big stickler in the, for the NHL. Um, there's been 70 games postponed up to this point as of today. Um, and it's and the biggest news is the fact that the NHL has officially said that the um, the NHL players are not going to be going to the Olympics this year. They're not going to Beijing. Um, that is completely official from, and that was a joint, um, a joint announcement from both the NHL and NHLPA. Um, there are players that are very upset about it. Um, naming, uh, namely the best player in the world. He is not very happy with the, with the, um, decision, but nonetheless, the, I, I do under, I do understand it to a point because of the way that the, you know, the, um, the government is in China, the, the, the ramifications of getting te of testing positive are great. Um, and it could be a and it could be very um, not very good if if you have to be stuck there. So I do I do understand the situation. Um, my guess is um, I don't know if this kind of answers any of your guys' questions, um, but I'll just say it now. My guess is a lot of those games that are being postponed now are going to be made up during those um, during those you know two and a half three weeks um, now that they don't have to take the pause. Um, so many of those games I think will be um, you know booked then. So Tyler, we may see we may be able to go to that game that we were supposed to go to last wednesday we may be going in february but we'll see so i just kind of want to go around the horn with you guys and you know I, I you know it's been an interesting season um i know that COVID's kind of the main um you know topic right now but there there are other topics out there and and you know i i just figured maybe maybe we do things a little bit differently and you guys ask me some questions and maybe we can just have some banter so let's start with uh you know tyler do you have, we'll start with you so you know what do you got? Yeah. So this was, a, uh, you know, I was trying to ask like questions like genuinely trying to understand hockey better. And I mean, I'm thankful to have you as a, as a friend, especially playing hockey. I've asked you so many questions on how to become a better hockey player. I think playing hockey certainly makes you understand the game a hell of a lot more when you're watching it. So I feel like I have a pretty good sense of when I'm watching the game of understanding what's going on, like getting why teams aren't doing very well and all that. Um, but for me, what confuses me when I kind of look at hockey as a whole is kind of the hockey stats obviously the the simple ones are pretty obvious but you know i think for me being a baseball guy maybe i'm really stat driven so i think looking at stats like i'm able to look at a baseball a back of a baseball card and be like oh that's a really good pitcher oh, oh that's a really good um, um hitter without even actually seeing them play so i want to ask you what do you look for on a back of a hockey stat card like what are the stats that you look for that that even if you haven't seen this guy play that's like, oh, like I want to see that guy play, or I think this guy's going to be a good player. Like if you were a GM and never saw a guy play, is that really possible with hockey or is that, or is it all, is it, is it more based on like actually seeing the person play like even more so than it is like, you know, just, you know, numbers on a stat sheet. Yeah. That, that's a fascinating question because, I, because that question is actually being asked every single year and you're seeing it, you're seeing it approached differently per team. I mean, you look at, you look at how the Montreal, or I'm sorry, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs have kind of been built. It's been built from the stats. It's been built from, you know, goals, assists, points um, to an extent plus minus. Although I think that plus minus is not, it's not that it's a pointless stat. It ne nothing's ever a pointless stat, but it's definitely like a stat that I don't really put that much value in just simply because you can have a terrible plus, you can be a great player with a terrible plus minus simply because you have a bad goalie or a bad team. Um, and it, it, it's just the way you go. It's just the way it goes, especially if you're on a, if you're on a bad team and you're one of the better players on the team, you're going to be going against the best of the best on the other teams. 
you're going to be on the ice for more goals, especially if your goalie it's, sucks. So it's kind of like a win loss record for a starting pitcher. You yeah, know, like exactly. Exactly. Team and be like, you know, six and 10, but have like a sub two ERA. Exactly. But, but because your team so, has point runs, you just don't win a lot of games. So to answer that, so to answer your question though, I mean, if you're, if you're looking, if you're looking at the analytical approach, you're, you're obviously you're looking at basic points. Everybody can look at, everybody understands points. There's goals, assists, those equal your points. That's just how it goes. Um, you could look at also time on ice. You could look at how many games played. I think that points per game is a huge, is a huge factor of how impactful you are to your team um, and how much you're, how much involved you are, you know, for, uh, per game, um, obviously time, uh, time on ice is a big one. Um, and then you can even go into more advanced stuff. And I, and I've, I've started to really dig into more of the advanced analytics, which is kind of where a lot of the game's going. So I look at, uh, most of it's going to be possession metrics and most of possession metrics in this game are based on, um, on a five on five situation. So, you know, for, for, for players that are mostly, you know, special teams, whether that's a penalty kill power play, these, these factors aren't counted towards those numbers because at the end of the day, hockey's played five on five, it's meant to be played five on five. And if your team and you're, and you're a player that wins the five on five battles, you're possessing the puck more, you're generally going to be in positions where you're scoring more or put your team in positions to score more. Um, so Corsi is a very interesting one. So this Corsi is probably the most basic one, and that basically um, calculates shots, blocks, um, and misses. So anything, any any shot towards the any shot towards the net, even if you miss the net, is counted. And this is five on five. So if you're on the ice and you and you're generating you're generating more, I guess, efforts towards the net, even if your shot's blocked or it's missing, it over the amount you're giving up, that means you're possessing the puck more. It's just that it's just simple. And it's, and it's based on a percentage. Um, if you're over 50%, you're, you're possessing the puck more. I've actually started to look at um, how a player looks um, in terms of their, um, their da- uh, high danger scoring chances for and against. So if they're, if they're on the, if they're on the ice and you, and you can find this all on hockey reference, it's a great, it's a great site. You can see how many uh, on a five on five situation, how many chances, or I'm sorry, high danger chances for he, your players on the ice or he generates versus how much he's on the ice and the other team generates. So a player that is generated and you can also see it against a league average so that a, t- a team or a player that's, that's generating more higher, high danger scoring chances, which as we know, are probably going in 30% of the time, 30 to 40% of the time is a player that is being more impactful for your team than not. And also on the other side, if, 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 if those numbers are flipped, you're dealing with a player that is, you know, maybe a liability defensively. Um, so depending on how you want to build your team, that's what, that's what you'll kind of look at. Um, I know there's zone starts as another one. I haven't really dug too much into that. Um, so, you know, uh, also I think, anal- you know, advanced analytics can only take you so far. I mean, look at the, look at the rays, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so that's just a long winded way of saying, you know, I think that analytics are starting to, to, to play a part, but you, you also can get a sense of how impactful a player is simply, but you know, it's, it's as stupid as it is, but hearing the amount of times the announcer says that player's name, you know, he, that means he's getting the puck often. He's making these little plays, you know, maybe, um, you know, maybe finding a lane to finding a passing lane to um, advance the puck or whether that even without the puck um, I, you know, you, you, the eye test is, is very important. Just how a player, you know, conducts himself away from the puck. Um, they can be just as impactful as, as if they do have the puck. So, um, 
That's what that's what I would watch for Tyler. Just kind of watch, you know, if, if you want to start from a, from the eye test, watch how a player plays without the puck, because you've played, you've, you've seen enough of the game where, you know, you can track where the puck is even with your peripheral, but you can look at kind of everything. So kind of look at where you know your favorite player is, is doing without the puck. He's probably finding, finding open ice or, um, you know, doing some little play that is like, Oh, wow. I didn't really notice that. So those are the kind of things I kind of look for in a, in a player now. Cool. I will stop watching the puck now when I watch hockey. <laughs> um, James, what do you got, bud? So based off premise of the sport, what sport, in your opinion, is hockey most like? Who has a great question. Um, it's actually simple because it's going to lead into my actual question. This in ter- in terms of, I guess, I, I guess, uh, in terms of premise, it's probably it's probably soccer. It's probably okay. Soccer. soccer now. Soccer has a certain amount of variability between field types. So why does not, hockey not have that same amount of variability? Um, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, there, there, there are, there is some variability in terms of how the boards are constructed. I will say that. But I mean, in terms of size, in in terms of size. Yeah. I I guess they just try to keep things as, as, um, as, you know, consistent as possible. I actually would agree that it would be interesting to see, to, to have different, different size rinks for different, for different, um, areas, depending on, and you're playing to your strengths, you know, within reason, like you don't want to have like a, a 200 by 200 like square ice but you know right as long as it's a, as long as it's a rectangle i think that w- i think it'd be very interesting very much like baseball where you know when you're in colorado or i'm sorry uh, boston where they have that huge fucking wall like the big game monster you know the, you know there there's there's little intricacies of all these places that um kind of make it very unique um so the thing the reason why i think that would work is because every every goal is the same amount of points like in basketball that wouldn't work because there's a three-point line and a two-point line, right? And in football, you kick field goals from th- for three points from farther from a certain distance away. True. But in hockey and in soccer and in baseball, a goal is a goal. It's one point no matter where it is. So I think it'd be valuable or it'd bring a lot more variability and make it more intricate if hockey ranks for different sizes. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and even back in the day, I mean, when you're playing pond hockey or no pond, no pond is the same. Um, the, 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 I think, I think size of rinks would be interesting. The, the thing, I, don't, I know you didn't say this, but if, if you went, went along and said, Oh, what if we change the, like the size of the goals, that's where I start to have an issue. Oh, I, yeah, I think no, there's, some, I think there's something that needs to be consistent throughout. And I know soccer has the same, same, um, same goal, you know, same goals, but you know, different size rinks, I think, I, I think would be interesting. Um, I, I really can't tell you how much it would impact the game, except that you would probably build your, you'd, you'd build your arena to, to favor your team. However, given the fact that there is a salary cap and, and you're, and you're turning over players more than any other sport there is probably it, your advantage could become your demise. So it probably, I think that at the end of the day, I think all the teams would collude and just have the same size rinks anyway, just so they don't have to deal with that. But but if that wasn't possible and not have the same size rank, I think it'd be make the coach's job harder because he'd have to have different line setups for every single rink. Like if it was True. a longer rink, you'd want to have some gunners on gunners are not the right term, but faster guys, they call it gunners in football, but yeah. faster guys on the side, right? As opposed to if it's a smaller rink, maybe you want some more physical guys. So your lineup will change on a day-to-day basis. So it gives people and athletes and different hockey players a chance to shine given the different place that they're playing. And I think that is so interesting. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. And you know, if you talk to a hockey purist, he'd be like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. I, 
I don't want to ever shoot down a, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say you're a, you're a casual fan, but you're more of a casual fan than the typical hockey player or the hockey what fan. Me, dude? I'm a hockey and, guy. and it's, it's, it's fans like you that are going to make the, are going to grow this game and having it, having a hockey player needs to have an open, open mind and say, Hey, this is the, this is the next generation of people watching this game. You might want to consider catering to that. So who knows in 10 years, we might have different fucking size rings. I don't know. I don't know if I would like it, but I would have to deal with it. <laughs> I've definitely always like had that thought of like, you know, when I'm on the sideline for, when I was at sideline for soccer games as an athletic trainer and just like thinking of the size of a soccer field compared to the size of a, of a, of a hockey rink, right? I'm just like, what would it be like to play hockey on this size of a field? Like, obviously that's a huge difference. Oh, that big? But I'm not saying <laughs> the, they should. The shift I'm just time saying, would be 30 seconds. I'm just saying like, what would that be like? Like, like how different that changes the game versus, and also like I've, I've played on like indoor uh, roller rinks that are size of basketball courts, so like super small. And it's pretty fun. Like it's just, it, the puck is like constantly moving and it's, it's very, very different. Um, so it's a, that's a really good point. It's just like how, how much that would change the game. And, um, obviously going to a soccer size field is a huge stretch, but, um, you know, it, it definitely does change the way you play depending on yeah. the size of the, to be honest the, with you, downsizing the rink would be the most interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, I, I, the basketball size indoor rink that I played on was like, that was really fun. Like I yeah. really enjoyed that. I mean, so even, even, even more complicated. This- what if, uh, what if you played on a hockey size or a soccer field sized rink? But then you have ten people on the yeah, ice. Yeah, t- yeah, yeah. You would have to. You have to increase it. And <laughs> yeah. and I think I mean I can't even imagine. What, like I, the the problem with that is I think the game would be too slow. And the whole the whole idea of of hockey, at least in the last twenty years, has been to speed the game up. And the only way to speed the game up is get make things smaller, make things faster. You know you you know and and I think that they that they wouldn't want to go the other direction, but. Who knows? Tyler, did you have anything else? Um, I mean, who, what as far as like the current NHL, you know, like wh- like who? I, I mean, you you mentioned the the lighting earlier, but who, who who's a, who's a dark horse Stanley Cup contender right now that you see like no one's really talking about that you see could be a surprise? And you can't pick the Canes because they did that. Yeah. yeah, I mean the Canes would obviously be one, but I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna say the other Florida team, man. The other Florida the team. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, the thing about the Panthers is they've always been shit on. So I, I you know, I, I got to James get... wants you to pick the uh, Ducks. I think I, I do. Kind of I'm gonna keep shooting everything down until you say the Ducks. I'm like, oh yeah, I like that pick. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Ducks. No, yeah. there it is. <laughs> um, Tell me about the Panthers. I'll, I'll, I'll look on the East. I'll say the Panthers. Uh, the, the Panthers are very interesting just because they, they've always been the kind of they, they've always been the Angels of of uh, Florida. You know, they've always been the Ducks of Florida. Little like brother. they're the team that less people care about the, that, 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 that they, they're kind of like the little stepchild that no one gives a shit about, but all of a sudden they're, they, you know, those, the, the two Florida teams got to play each other in the playoffs, which was very exciting. Both teams are, are good, which we've never seen before. Um, and it's floor, it's Florida hockey. Like who the fuck would think that Florida would have good hockey, but it's, it's fantastic. And it's a team that doesn't get very many fans, but all of a sudden you, you, you see a, you know, you see them make it to the you know Stanley cup final. And all of a sudden, they start to fill the stands. Um, they're just interesting because they've just been written off so much. And, uh, you know, we kind of forget about them for a player that wants to get off the grid. They go to, they go to um, Florida and, you know, Aaron Ackblad is quietly becoming, is quietly having a Norris season. No one talks about him and he's 
playing fantastic. So um, it's just players like that that are interesting. Bobrovsky is looking fantastic. So uh, it, it, it's just a, it's just a it's, there's a dark horse. It's like wow, Florida Panthers are gonna are, are actually good. And dude, yes, they are on the on the West. I guess the Ducks. I mean, I, I'll say it because, the, because <laughs> I mean, uh, and the reason I say that is because they because all of a sudden the Golden Knights. We were wrong about the Golden Knights. They're 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 back Except on they top. Like they're they're not streak. getting. Yeah, huh? they went on a huge. Streak. Yeah, they're they're not getting, and they won't. Are they going to look back? No fucking way. I mean, they they dealt with their injuries and they're not looking back. They can't, like they have finally come to play and they're going to win out. They don't. They're winning the Pacific. It's 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 over, guys. Sorry. Um, the ducks are just interesting because they're playing so loose and, and they have young guys that are just coming up and, and the, the, the older guys are buying into these, the, this younger crowd. They're, they're getting a Renaissance. Like they're having a Renaissance season, like, you know, gets laugh. Um, Rick, I feel bad for Raquel. Cause I think he, I, I think he really needs to step up or else he's going to be on the outside looking in next season. Um, but the ducks are just playing loose and that's a dangerous team to play against. Right. So, I mean, I could see the ducks, you know, doing some crazy shit if they make the playoffs, to be honest with you. What have you got, James? Uh, I got one question for both of you guys, actually. Um, Only caveat here is Chayden, you can't pick somebody from the Oilers. So who is your favorite player to watch and why? Hmm. Chayden, you go first. Great, great question. Um, Yanni Gord. Um, Yanni Gord is look I saw what he did with um, you know in Tampa Bay is that third line center who it was probably one of the be- one of the better third line centers in the game that if he was on you know 30 or 66 percent of any other teams he would be a second or first line center and all of a sudden he gets picked up by the by the Seattle Kraken and he is slowly if not quick if not now quickly becoming the face of the franchise um, he, he is the main reason that you watch Seattle cracking games. I mean, cause Seattle's not having the same type of, um, you know, season that the, the golden Knights were having mostly because of their goaltending, their goaltending is a huge fucking issue. They're the only team, um, in the Pacific division that has triple digit goals against like, that's a goal issue who we actually, we actually thought that the Seattle Kraken goaltending was going to be good, but Yanni Gord is a, is a, is a hard nosed hockey player. I mean, he, he, he he doesn't have a lot of pizzazz when it comes to um, when it comes to talent, but he has a shit ton of heart. He has enough skill to be a high level player. Um, he's a leader. He's a, he's a leader on a team that really needs one. Um, and and it's just that kind of I just love that kind of player. I love that kind of blue collar hockey player that maybe that's the the um, Alberta you know, the, uh, the Alberta, Canada in me, you know, I, you know, Western hockey, especially Alberta, Canada loves their hard nose um, blue collar hockey player. And that's why I just love watching him play because he's stunning. Um, and I'll also um, give an honorable mention to Austin Matthews um, because th- that dude is, is uh, um, amazing and very electric to watch as well. Tyler, what about you? Yeah. Uh, the, not my non-biased answer for you is going to be uh, Patrick Kane. Um, this, this dude is just one of the most skillful, flashy, exciting players to watch on the ice. As, as much as I hate the Blackhawks, man, I, I've watched so many of those Blackhawks Kings playoff series and man, he was just so brilliant on the ice, man. So, uh, for me, probably Patrick Kane. Um, I think also, I mean, Anse Kopitar, he's not the flashiest guy ever. And, but he just play, he's so good at possessing the puck. And the little intricate moves he makes with with with, uh, with the puck is just unbelievable. Like he's far and away the best puck handler I think I've watched closely 
he's a guy that I wish I could be, <laughs> you know, just how he can dance <laughs> around skaters and just, I mean, the, the, his, his passing precision is unbelievable. He's just such a great hockey player. Um, like I said, he's not the most physical guy. He's not going to, you know, be, I, I think he's gotten in one fight in his whole career. Um, he's not that big physical guy. He's not a guy that's going to be scoring like these crazy goals that are going to make, you know, top tens um, at least like certainly not now in his career, but he's just such a great consistently great player every single night. Um, and just to see him be that leader on that team for so many years uh, for me, probably Kopitar is my favorite hockey player for me personally ever. But I'll bet, I'll bet, Pat, but Patrick Kane, you know, just to be unbiased, like probably guys that I just love watching play and, and I can like put on YouTube and like, let me see some Patrick Kane highlights like that, that I can dig and that I can watch for, 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 for hours. Yeah. I like that. James, what about you, bud? Totally non-biased. I swear to God, non-biased, like hundred percent, but Trevor Zegers, like that dude is doing some creative stuff on the ice and he does it with so much ease. And that's what really gets me about that. It doesn't look hard for him. It looks like he's just messing around half the time. And it goes hand in hand with what you were saying. It's just like the Ducks are playing loose. Trevor Zegers is doing his thing. He doesn't sweat at all. He just kind of does. He, he gets so bored. He throws the ball or the puck in the air and somebody swats it down for a goal. Like that's what he's doing nowadays. Cause he's bored. And I think that's why the ducks are so good. NHL's too easy he, for him. He, yeah. he, he is what, he is what this league needs, man. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to, very excited to see that. I mean, a, a guy who has the balls to go into a press conference with baby Yoda strapped to his stomach. <laughs> You're my second favorite player instantly. Just like that. <laughs> What's up, Yoda's name? Gilgamesh? Gogomar? Gilgamesh. Krogu. Krogu. Goku? Um, but yeah. Yeah. With, <laughs> with that, do you guys have any other ones that you had on deck? Or uh, are we going to... Oh, good, bro. Nah. Let, let, let's wrap her up. Uh, let's wrap Thank it up. Guys. Episode 78, ending with Traden's NHL talk. And it's also ending this year. So 2021 is going down the drain. We're getting ready for 2022. Um, hope you guys are too. Fun fact, 22 is my favorite number. So we get to see a lot of that in this next upcoming year. So it's going to be my year. It's going to be a great year for me. Mm-hmm. Hope it is for you guys too. Hope you guys had a great year. And if you didn't, let's leave it all behind before it's something new. Uh, we'll see you next year, everybody. And as overplayed as that joke is, I'm going to say it anyway. We'll see you next year. Take care. We'll see you next week. 